Welcome back to Speak Up, Speak Out. This is Olivia, and today we are welcoming Salon Farah. Tell us about yourself, Salon. Hi, my name is Salon Farah, and I am a senior at Winners High School this year. I am Somalian. I was born and raised in Kenya, actually, but came here five years ago. And uh, right now, I am looking forward to attend university, getting my major, I think, studying medicine. So, yeah, I can't wait. Hi there, this is Nayantara, and I'm going to be conducting the interview portion of the podcast. Starting out, can you tell us your story? Yeah, um, so I was actually was born in Somalia, and when I was five to six months, my parents immigrated from Somalia, and they straight went to Kenya. Uh, at the time, um, 2003, 2004, there was a war between some different tribes in Somalia, so they had to actually leave and so I don't really remember a lot about my own country. I was really, really young. And then when I actually went to Kenya, I always thought like, okay, this is my country. I didn't know that, you know, I'm from a whole different land. And then I was raised there until I was like 14. And then came to America five years ago. Now I have to adopt this new culture again, where now I have to learn a new language, being in a different school, different environment, different people. So I think that's, for me, it's, I don't know where to kind of call home because I am Somalian. That's where my culture, my identity comes in. Yeah, I was raised in, in this other country and now I'm here in a whole new different, right? So it's mm-hmm. literally, yeah. Like, yeah, very different. Right. So it's like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm so multi, you could say, culture, mm-hmm. which is actually great because I get to experience two different things. But at the same time, it's like, I don't fit in any places. I can relate to so many different students at my school. I speak five, four different languages. Oh, wow. Which yeah. ones? Somali, uh, Arabic, Swahili, Mai It's a different oh. kind of Somali, so it's like four languages right there. Wow, so, that's so impressive. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> if you want to talk behind me, I can hear you. You know, that's how it is. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The place that I call home is where I feel comfortable and where I feel like I belong to the most. I live in a, you can say, like, white neighborhood. But it's like we all are just so kind to each other. We all are so good. We all help each other. So, like, that's where I recently, you could say, call home. If I were to go back to Somalia right now, I actually don't know where to go. Like, in Somalia, like, I don't know where's where. So it's like, I mean, I speak the language, but it's like, I don't know places. I don't know what, what we own. So it's just like, I know I would feel so different and, and I'll be so left out. But in America, that's where I'm getting my education from. That's where I'm going to be. I'm going to become who I am. I think this is a place where my future could be built. Hmm, wow. How is it navigating America, which I'm sure is pretty different from Kenya, with family, school, friends, etc.? I think it's the expectations our parents set for us, right? Because my parents are still back in the 80s, right? And they still have that mindset. Like, my mom got married at 13. And oh, wow. she had all of us by the time she was 20, 29 or 28. And now she's pregnant with another one, <laughs> which I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to. Um, I wanted to go to prom, right? And it, in my culture, girls are not out at night, so it's like I couldn't really go because my mom was like, "Hey, Salon, you can't go because it's embarrassing. Uh, you're a smaller woman. You're not white, right?" So it's like it's so hard for immigrant students to literally adopt a new culture when their parents have that mindset. And then, mm-hmm. so I think for me, what I struggle the most with is just kind of like still holding to my actual roots but also trying to like adopt a new culture and trying to learn more and mm-hmm. that's what I truly struggle with it's like still 
loving who I am and telling my parents that, you know what, I can do this. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. How many siblings do you have? Just seven. Seven? Almost eight now. I mean, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> the one coming on the way. Yeah. Are you the oldest? Uh, actually, I'm the, I'm the oldest daughter. Oldest I have daughter. two older brothers. Mm-hmm. And you know how the gender role plays, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I have two older brothers. Both graduated high school here. Both attend university. So, I'll be the first girl in my household to actually attend university, which I'm really excited about. That's so cool. Was there any opposition, like, in your community about attending university as a girl? Yeah, here's the thing, right? So, like, back in in, in Kenya, women don't actually go to school. We're known mm-hmm. for being wives, and I think still today that happens, right? I mean, a lot of different parts of the world, we have a lot of young teen moms, and we and there's no enough education. And my mom went through that kind of stage. When she got married at 13. She never attended school. She went to, but she couldn't because her parents forced her to get married. It was a arranged marriage. So she didn't know who my dad was, literally, until, like, the first day that I got married. So that's, mm-hmm. that was scares me, right? So luckily, my, my dad um, worked so hard to put me into school and say, you know what? He knew that I was not going to become a wife. Mm-hmm. I was not going to sit here and take care of kids. I was not going to get married at a young age, and I was not going to never not chase my dream. Even today, like, my, my grandma, they're like, Salon, why not get married? And I'm just like, no, I'm about to become a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right now, I'm taking a class of where we talk about racism, right, discrimination, mm-hmm. culture, gender. And I'm the only, actually, African-American in that one class, and I'm the only Muslim woman in that class. And mm-hmm. and when a lot of questions get asked, I answer it because I feel like I'm the voice for it, right? Mm-hmm. So then I remember one time we were in class, and I was sitting with this girl that I have never met in my life. Her parents are, um, if you're not white, that's they don't see you as a, as a, I guess... A, a human mm-hmm. so I didn't know her so we both sat together we were talking about stuff and and she just said oh by the way if I had a black boyfriend my dad wouldn't let me into the house and I'm like what do you mean by that and then she goes well my dad doesn't approve it I was like yeah because he's black and then she mentioned how she didn't feel comfortable uh, if she sat by Mexicans or blacks or anyone that wasn't white and I'm just sitting there like wanting to know why why she felt that way it's, it's how she grew up it's how she was raised and I don't mm-hmm. blame her for that but it's also a lot of students like me deal with racism in school. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people need to hear. And I had to actually tell her, hey, that's wrong. You know, hey, mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I'm sitting with you. So I had to like, you know, talk to her about it because we all have the same skills that they actually have. In fact, a lot of immigrant students do attend school, do mm-hmm. get a degree. It shows that we are willing to learn and we are there mm-hmm. to learn and get up. So I think they need to know that we, we humans... Um, as well yeah and i mean that's kind of what we're hoping is that people hear the podcast and realize we all have red blood inside differences are not significant like you know don't let the skin define who we are right so hopefully stories like yours will help us create a future where people realize within our stories we can be united right i think it comes out of fear that's why there's so much hate is not just isolated to students in school it's often perpetuated throughout the country outside of school how do you see this affect you and how does the current political climate make a difference as to what it's like living here in America? To me, like this is how I define America. It's a country that has a lot of resources, but also there's so many stigmas. You have to have a thick skin in order to live here. A lot of immigrants, when we come here, we have a reason to come here, right? I did not come here to just sit here and be called a lot of words and, and tell, like, you know, get out of my country, that kind of stuff. I'm here for a reason. Like, I think... America need to understand that immigrants come here to better their lives, to better themselves. Mm-hmm. We 
also bring a lot of economy to the country if you think about yeah. it right <laughs> like we build bridges we do so many things here and a lot of us come here like i personally i'm here to get a better education like i have a lot of white teachers that are just like um like so ignorant about our country mm-hmm. yeah definitely i think a little bit of listening would help a lot of people can you tell us a little bit about how life in kenya where you spent so long and your life in america now where you've spent five years that's quite a bit of time how would you compare the two not gonna lie i love kenya yeah <laughs> i mean like i think the world there is really different like i remember like you know i used to play outside and there was no hate i don't remember i think we never saw a different eye color we were always the same people we all had the same skin color so there was never a hate and also i lived in the villages a lot so i had empathy toward everything i saw like mm-hmm. if we had a water we would be so thankful that we had a water we were all just so equal to each other so i think that's one thing i remember from in kenya is that i didn't even know what being racist was like i didn't even know that people could could hate you because you look different or because you have a different skin color or because you believe certain things right so my life there was great thinking back i was that just like crazy child i would literally go and climb mountains with wild animals hyenas i remember oh, wow. seeing lions zebras real life things we would literally go and the lion is like right five feet from us <laughs> and imagine in america we have zoos i was like what zoo <laughs> we had a zoo back there right um did not actually attend school a lot i didn't I, until like i was 10 or 9 but then life in america when i was small i had to be more responsible i i have to right now actually lead my life and look at my future and say hey i want this i need to get this i came to a place where a lot of people like me do not have certain rights not a lot of justice is going on so i have to speak up actually for a lot of people i'm not gonna lie to you i was anti-social i'm really quiet when you first meet me but then once you get to know me i'm really loud and i mm-hmm. think that's one of the things that exterior exchange had helped me with it gave me a place to actually like talk and like you know express how i feel and not only stand up for myself but for minorities so america's life is great i'm not gonna lie to you but we i think we, we need to change we need yeah. to do better we need to look at our students look at our families look at our communities and literally change because a lot of things are happening mm-hmm. that are really unseen yeah. yeah yeah those are wise words mm-hmm. salon thank you so much for joining us it was really really interesting to thank hear you your story. for having me I'll, yeah I'll i definitely mean, love to come back again I oh mean, please yeah thank you again for joining thank us thank you so much and, and i hope you guys could you know what i'm saying change stuff and Let's work together. I think that's yeah. that's how it ended. Thanks to our viewers, supporters of Year, and everyone who helped us create episode 4 of Speak Up Speak Out. Special thanks to Salon Farah and Wilson Vidiner. This podcast is made possible by a grant written and received by Nayantara Aurora from the Stevens Initiative through World Learning. Thanks to all the Year members who helped with this podcast. Kylie Hurst, Olivia Call, Nayantara Aurora, Shimon Dasgupta, Maisha Hoke. This episode was edited by Nayantara Aurora and Olivia Call. See you next time.